Welcome to the Teaching with Inquiry live podcast replay, fitting it all together to make inquiry-based learning accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. So as teachers, we need to align our priorities and we need to set those realistic goals. So I hope that you have set some realistic goals of what it is reasonable for you to achieve between now and the three to six month you. Now with these goals, we can't give 100% of ourselves to our job, but we need to be able to find some semblance of balance. So this doesn't mean that we're going to be striking the perfect balance, but it does mean that we should begin to set limits so that our new challenge in our career does not overtake our lives. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's a lot easier said than done because with this new challenge, you know that there's a hundred and million things that you need to get done. However, We need to set limits because we can't get it all done. There is not enough hours in the day, hours in the week for you to be able to accomplish all of the things that we needed to do. For the most part, we were thrust into this position and we don't have the ability to do the same things that we've done year after year after year in our classroom. We've built up a library of materials that just work. We've practiced that skill. We are professional in-classroom teachers. But some of the things we need to remember is we cannot give every part of ourselves to becoming better overnight. We can take little steps and make small incremental improvements and make today's lesson better than yesterday's lesson, to make tomorrow's lesson better than today's. And if we make small incremental improvements in what it is that we need to do, then we can eventually meet that goal of who we want to be in three to six months. Now, in order to find balance, we really need to look at the areas of our life that are important. There are six areas that I want you to consider, and I would like you to list these six areas in order of importance. We have teaching. We have family friends, fitness, hobbies, fun, and teaching. If you were to rank those six items in list of what is truly important to you, where would teaching come on your list? For many of us, my guess is that teaching is not going to be in the first or maybe even the second spot. However, when we look at how we're spending our time in the week, Most of it is probably spent on putting most of our time in teaching these days. It doesn't have to be that way. Yes, there are things that we need to do, but as teachers, we have a choice as to what we do in our classroom and what we plan. So with that in mind, we have full control to decide what it is that's going to be happening and how much time we as teachers are going to dedicate in order to be able to do that. Yes, it's probably going to take more time than it regularly does, and we might be feeling like we're back at a first-year teacher. 
That's totally normal. But just because this reminds you of being a first-year teacher, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are a first-year teacher because you have years of teaching experience under your belt and you can rely on that knowledge and skill and training and apply that to your digital classroom. One of the ways to do this is to set hard limits. Now, this may come down to you actually scheduling your time. If family is important, it may come down to you actually scheduling in your calendar when you spend time with family. So that way you have that as your priority. So maybe Saturdays between 1 and 5 is family time. And that is non-negotiable. It doesn't matter what's happening in teaching. It doesn't matter what's happening in your head or that you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious about all of the things you need to do. Schedule that priority for your family time. If friends are important, schedule some Zoom hangouts where you can get together with friends because that's what helps to make you happy and healthy. Teaching can happen around those. Setting limits is going to be important for you. Setting limits when it comes to when you start work, when you stop work, when you respond to emails and when you don't, when you put down your computer and you decide that enough is enough, that what you have is good enough. Setting limits for yourself to protect your own mental health. You can decide that at five o'clock you no longer check email and that it doesn't matter what happens after five o'clock, you don't check email. That that is a hard limit, that it can wait until the morning that there is probably not some necessary emergency that requires you to check your email. In fact, most principals probably have your phone number. And if there is an exact emergency, if there really truly is an emergency, someone will find you. They will reach you. They have, they're your employer. They have your contact information. But beyond that, you can probably turn off your email at 5 o'clock and say, I'm done looking. And it's liberating to do that. Now, if you are somebody that is clearly distracted, like me, um, by the notifications that come in on your phone, turn off your notifications. Take your email off of your phone. Put it on your computer or your tablet that you use specifically for teaching and only put it there. Make it difficult to check your email. Make it an action that you actually have to go in and check that you, there's a few steps. If it's just as easy as tapping an app that's right there in the accessible tabs in the bottom, then don't check it. Now, if you have an email that is through your school board that you are also using for personal communication, stop. Make your own free Gmail account for all personal correspondence for anything that is not specifically related to your teaching job. Only use your school board provided email for school board business. That means the only reason you would be checking that email is because there's something to do with work. So if you have children and their school is emailing you, don't use your school board email. If you have memberships or if you have login information or financial things and 
and anything else, use a different email address. Do not use your school board address for personal things. When you do, it prompts you to want to look at that email more often, which means it's really difficult not to read that angry email from the parent, or it's really difficult not to respond at all hours of the day. People are not obligated to get a response from the teacher at eight o'clock at night. Now, this is something that has taken me a few years to figure out and a lot of stress and a lot of sleepless nights when you get an email at nine o'clock at night from a parent. In reality, you're going to get emails at nine o'clock at night from a parent. Why? Because a parent comes home or a parent at the end of the school day, they're with their kids. When do their kids tell them that something has happened at school today? They tell them around dinner time. And parents have, they have lunch making, bedtime routines. They have all of their extracurriculars they're running to. They're busy between the time school ends until bedtime. The first time a parent has to sit down and ask a teacher a question is probably going to be nine o'clock at night. I know I'm guilty of it. That's when I'm thinking of it. I certainly don't want to email you in the morning because I'm trying to run around getting three kids ready and I can't email you during the day because I'm in the middle of teaching and I'm consumed with my work and the things that I'm doing there. So when do I have time to finally sit down and write that email and ask that teacher a question? It's nine o'clock at night. I have no expectation that that teacher is going to respond to me then. In fact, I kind of hope they don't because I don't want to read their response at 10 o'clock at night. But it is when I'm going to send it. So as teachers, we need to understand that parents are most likely going to have availability to be emailing us late at night, but we have the responsibility to set limits for ourselves to not check it. So we need to say, we are not checking email. That's one clear limit that we can put on ourselves. And depending on your personality and what you might be distracted to do, you can hide it in a folder where you can't see it. You can turn off notifications for that app. You can remove all personal correspondence from that account, or you can completely just remove any action to check your email from your devices and make it an intentional step in order to do it. Another thing we need to remember is no is a complete sentence. So we need to be able to say no when things are too much. When somebody asks us if we have homework suggestions and we're already overwhelmed and there's no more time in the day for students to do homework, we can say no. We don't have to let parents dictate what happens in our classroom. We can say no. We can say no with kindness and an explanation, but we can still say no. We can say no to signing up for extra activities in our school and our duties beyond the elements that are in our collective agreements that are specifically part of our job. We can say no. And we should be saying no if we don't have the capacity to say yes. It's also important that we ask for help. Part of setting limits is knowing when we've reached the end of our rope and we can ask for help. Your school may have support teachers like an ESL itinerant teacher or special education teachers. Reach out, ask them for help. The worst they could say is no. But many will try to help in the best way that they can. You can ask help for your principal. Are there any EA supports that can come and help you to support your neediest students? Are there any programs that they can access that can get you the help that you need? Is there training that you can participate in or get release time from? Is there funds from the school to purchase resources so that you don't have to make everything yourself or spend your own money to purchase what you need? 
These are all possibilities. You can ask your partner or your family members if they can help to support you through childcare if you're trying to teach and deal with children at the same time who are also doing remote learning. You can also form a coalition of other teachers that are teaching the same grades as you. You can hop on social media and find a group of five other teachers teaching the same grade as you and form a teaching coalition. Split up the subjects and decide what subject each teacher is responsible for planning for for the week. What activities are you working on? And that teacher plans those activities for the week. Or you can collaborate together to try to make activities together for your many classrooms. If you divide and conquer the things that you are responsible for creating, making, and delivering, then that will ease your workload. So say no, set limits, and ask for help. You don't have to do everything yourself, and you can get the support you need in order to be able to be the person you want to be. Remember, you always come first. You are replaceable at your job, but you are not replaceable to your family. You are not replaceable to your friends. And if your priority really is family and friends, then we need to make sure that those people in our lives receive the time and that we dedicate our time to them. And it literally may come down to you needing to schedule time to be with them so that you put hard limits on what it is you are willing to give up for your job. Are you a classroom teacher looking to simplify your planning and instruction for your remote class? Join the Remote Teacher Roadmap Facebook group now. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Inquiry Live podcast replay. You can find the links, resources, and more information from today's episode at www.teachingwithinquiry.com. Don't forget, you can always catch this show live on Facebook every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Madly Learning Facebook page. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Inquiry Live.